0: You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at chef.com. That's chef with an s.com. Welcome to Hot of the Mess, a podcast from the dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, aka Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I am changing things up a little bit this week. I am joined by my really good friend, Dave Quinn. You might know him as Nine Daves on Instagram and Twitter, and we're just really here to shoot the shit and talk housewives, talk Bravo, and I bring Dave on because... Obviously, I love him. He's like one of my really close friends, but he really brings a perspective from a good place, not just a place of like cattiness or snarkiness. Like it's it's really smart. He's like an actual national treasure to me. I love him so much. This week we talk Roni and he kind of changes my mind on Erica Jane just a little bit. He doesn't change it a lot and he gives a really good perspective on Kenya Moore as well. So I hope you all enjoy this episode and let's get started. Hi, Dave. Thank you for joining me.
1: Hello, my dear friend, Sam. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you feeling?
1: Yes, I am feeling sex positive and rony negative. That's how I'm <laughs> <Roni>. feeling.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah.
1: really just not... Oh, man. It's it's heartbreaking for me. This is my favorite show of the franchise. Like I've always really loved New York, being a New Yorker myself, and oof. It is just not doing it for me.
0: Yeah, I just there's something about it I'm just not vibing with at all.
1: It's isn't it the worst when that happens though, Sam? Like when you love something so dearly and it just doesn't deliver.
0: Uh, yeah, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> I'm there I'm probably too familiar with that situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a it's pretty heartbreaking at this point. It just it doesn't is. seem like the same show. It's like I feel like I'm in a long term relationship and I'm like, I don't know who you are anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah, like, like, this like, this
1: isn't the show I fell in love with.
0: I feel like I am in like a 25 year marriage and I rolled over one morning and looked at my husband and was just like, who are you? I don't know. <laughs> that's how yes, I feel.
1: That's exactly how I feel, too. I'm, I'm right there with you.
0: Like, it's chaotic. Like, I feel like I have to smoke a cigarette after. Like, <laughs> I I just, like, I get stressed. I'm stressed. Yeah,
1: it's, it's not great. And the thing is, it is definitely not Ebony's fault. She is an incredible addition to the show. Uh, but, oof, they're just, there's, the five housewives thing does not help. We need more voices in this cast, and it cannot just be five.
0: Well... That, I totally agree. I love Ebony. Uh, I love what she brings to the show. But, like, the five women and, like, Heather, you can tell, was, like, just brought on. And she's just sitting there like, why the fuck am I here? Why did I sign up to sit at this lunch and listen to these old bitches yell at each other?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think that Heather... You know, the fans loved Heather so much in her return last season, I think had a lot of, of social media buzzing about her and the network and the production company really responded by saying, okay, let's give Heather a chance. And they talked to her about coming back. Um, and apparently they wanted her full-time. She was interested in a friend of role. They brought her back into the fold. And I just think that, that, you know, that first episode of just being ambushed by those women who were cackling behind the scenes to get at her? You know, it was very planned and plotted. Just turned her off so much that you can see she's like, "Why am I even here? Get me out of here!"
0: Do you think that that's like a huge part of the problem this year with Roni? Is everything feels a little too plotted and maybe too contrived, or like, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's my biggest issue. And you know, listen, I am one of the people who will die on the hill. Of saying that i don't really believe that housewives are as staged as some people believe they are you know people really think that they're fake and that they're uh they're all kind of scripted i do not believe that i have had multiple multiple conversations with these women and i know that as much as they plan for what they may want to do during a season they really have no control over anything and they kind of often the part of being a good reality star is that you lose yourself a little bit in the experience and all that script goes out the window when you're kind of in the midst of it. But I have to say this season just isn't working for me. And the biggest problem is that Leah issue with Heather, because I don't understand it. It makes no logical sense to me. This would be like if Jill Zarin showed up and Heather was like, lo- and, and, uh, and Leah was like, I'm so mad at you for what you did to Bethany. It's like, what are you talking about? Right. Like- what you weren't there you're not part of this friend group you're not part of this argument you don't know heather you have no idea of what her relationship is to the other women and that's the thing i hate the most about housewives is sometimes paper cuts you have to act like you're morally wounded and for everyone to be turning around and just being like this is so horrible what heather said on her podcast about us as if uh, luann had it scripted into her fucking cabaret show to talk shit about heather every night luann talks shit about heather in her cabaret show every single night
0: doesn't give a shit
1: and heather doesn't give a shit because that's the way this works and when you're not on the show anymore you're constantly asked about the show you talk about the show it's part of the game here you know are you just supposed to i mean she
0: just had a viva dresser on her podcast like once you're a house if you don't just like leave the show and you fall off the face of the earth unless you're like Quinn from Orange County or something. Like you know <laughs> what I mean?
1: Like you yes. n- never
0: really leave it. Like you are gonna be asked about it. You're going to still have, you know, people tweeting at you and Instagraming. Because I mean that's the thing about streaming services is you can go back and rewatch season four of New Jersey and, you know, suddenly you have really strong feelings about Kathy McKeeley. <laughs> like it's just For the sure. nature of the, the game and what i did really appreciate about heather at that dinner with lou is she was like yeah i think what did she say she was like i thought that was a real friendship but nothing really i learned with luann is genuine yeah that's true
1: yeah i mean she was honest about what she said on that podcast and she backed herself up but the truth of the matter is luann sonia ramona when they are all off the show and believe me one day they will all be off the show Whether they leave while the show is still on or it's over when the show is over, do you know what I mean? They will be off the show one day. I can guarantee you, I can bet you billions of dollars right now (laughs) that they will still talk about the show. They just will. They'll talk about it on any podcast that they launch one day. I mean, everybody. I was listening to Bethany Frankel's podcast. She brought the show up. Like You still talk about it when you're away from it. There's no getting around it. It is part of who you are. So the idea that Heather is crossing some moral line by saying anything, and the idea that Leah, who's been in the game for a year, right, who is a viewer, of the mm-hmm. show a year ago <laughs> um, is so upset about this is just bananas to me it doesn't make any logical sense and that is my issue with this season it's like I don't understand where these arguments are really coming from. And it seems as though a producer is saying, listen, go on in and have that argument. And I don't like to believe that that's what the way the show works. I like to believe that these things are natural and organic, but I just don't understand what the motivating factor is for Leah to be so upset about the things that you know, were said yeah. by Heather on this podcast that she didn't even listen to. She was reading all about the tea She's as if it the was the New York Times.
0: Heather Thompson shares her thoughts on Sonia Morgan's new face, likes first face better. It's
1: like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> reading about the, all of the tea. Um, yeah, so I'm super curious, Dave. So you know so much about the Housewives. You have the best opinions. You run an amazing clubhouse room on Club Bravo. Well, I mean, like you run Club Bravo, excuse me. You're like the madam of Club Bravo. And <laughs> I love it. I love your takes. And do you know why? Is because they always come from like a really smart, loving, like well-rounded place where you're not just like, I hate this bitch because She said this one thing one time like you're like no these are real people with real feelings and if you don't fucking like them then don't watch.
1: Yeah it's pretty simple as that. (laughs) I'm very uh, I don't know I think I look at these people as people just as you said and have always seen the flaws in them and the great things about them. I don't really stan anyone. I'm not like, oh my God, she's incredible. Like, they're all just normal humans in my perspective. And yeah. they all make mistakes. And you have to kind of take the good and the bad.
0: Yeah, and I can attest to that, you guys. He really doesn't stan anyone. There are housewives that he likes. But he's never once said to me, I <laughs> don't Dave, could you imagine? If you ever texted me one day and said, I stan kathy hilton i would be like who is this <laughs> who has your fault <laughs> like it would Some, be weird
1: yeah somebody has definitely hacked me if you ever see me say that now that being said i love kathy hilton i mean any anybody who comes on the show and talks about doing dental work for on people for fun is like so weird and bizarre that it like is it's too good to be true in my eyes like i'm like oh thank goodness there's somebody that bizarre
0: you're a red bull kathy what are you out of your f-ing mind? What is this? A red bull. I thought it was like just a soft drink. She's just, like, wacky. Like, I just love that about this her. She's just, like... She's kind of like Kim in that way, like, where she's just kind of weird. But she... She's also just a really, really wealthy woman who, like, lives on a different planet than everyone else.
1: Right, right. And I just, I love her for that, but that doesn't mean she's a flawless person, you know? I think that oftentimes housewives culture gets so obsessive with people, and they take sides, and they stand that person so hard. And I just, I always think to myself that, like, if y'all were dying in the street, most of these people would just, like, really walk right past you. Like, I don't think that they would fight for you in the same way that you fight for them. That doesn't mean that they're heartless humans. I think a lot of them really care about their fans and pay attention to their fan group, but like, holy goodness, calm down. <laughs> well, okay, calm down a little so bit. That's I'm so glad me
0: drop us up because I'm very passionate about this. I'm very passionate about like the lack of nuance that seems to be taking over the house of universe Bravo universe. And you and I talk about this all the time where like, Just because you, like, love someone doesn't mean you automatically hate the person that they're fighting with. Like, just because you like someone doesn't mean I don't recognize that they have flaws. And I always use Dorinda Medley as, like, a perfect example. Yes. Because she's an incredibly flawed person. But I also don't watch these shows to watch perfect people. I enjoy Sonia, but she has issues. (laughs) Like, I enjoy watching Teresa on TV, but, you know, I can see the the flaws there, (laughs) obviously. So it's just kind of, it's frustrating to be a Bravo fan sometimes.
1: Yeah, it is very hard to be a Bravo fan sometimes in that capacity. And I I try to ignore as much of it as I can. There are some fan accounts that I think border on bullying (laughs) in a way that's like kind of gross to me. And they'll post things that are so negative and nasty about people that they don't like uh, that I think is unjustified in a way. you know it's one thing to be frustrated um by moral lines that they feel like certain housewives have crossed. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing to just kind of like be rude and and gross and to call women, call these women some really horrible, awful, disgusting things that I'm just like, for what? for the like or for the click, like that just isn't enough for me. So I try to kind of stay as as much in the center as I can. And I have to tell you, it can be really difficult. And you bring up Dorinda. It's like you can love Dorinda. I love Dorinda. Does that mean that the comment that she made about Tinsley and the turkey baster was like something I approve of? No. But do I think that on the show she was a truth teller? Do I think that we would be getting some of this, you know, phoniness if Dorinda were there about everything with, you know, Heather and her podcast? No. I think she would have nipped that right damn in the bud.
0: Yeah, she would look at Leah and be like, why the fuck do you care? And also, I think, th- you know what really pisses me off is this whole conversation that's going on right now on Roni about the P word and the C word and the D word. I'm like, what are we fucking watching right now? This dick is
1: big. This
0: dick is small. I like dick. I like the f***. His, his f- is big. And she has a... WP Luann literally took a man back on vacation and like had sex with him and then sent him away or no Ramona sent him away you know what I mean like what are we watching
1: yeah I I don't I think that it there's nuance to the conversation that they don't even know how to have right because Ramona Singer is the woman who walked off the first reunion of The Real Housewives of New York City because they brought up Alex McCord's tasteful modeling nudes, and she thought it was too inappropriate, right? So she's certainly changed since that first season and who we know Ramona to be. And we know that she goes on a lot of dates and apparently behind the scenes sleeps with a lot of people. But what's the difference of Leah calling her to the carpet on all those things? and heather calling them to the carpet on her podcast what's the difference she's doing the exact same thing that she's upset that the other women are doing and that's what i don't understand they're having this huge argument over really nothing it's like what what are you actually fighting about you know a housewife told me once that all of the fights that you see on the show are really about the show themselves it is not about you know Uh, throwing a leg or flipping a table. (laughs) It is really about your placement in the show. What, you know uh, what the audience is going to think of you, your closeness to that spotlight, whether that's going to go away, keeping and maintaining that. So I really watch this through the lens of wondering is Leah McSweeney just trying to like hold on and make something happen for herself. You know, are the women having this fight so that there's good arguments for the show Is is Ramona embarrassed because of the fact that now people will start to see the truth about her? Like, what is actually happening? Because I think it's much more nuanced and layered than the actual conversation they're trying to have.
0: Absolutely. And I think that that's what makes it kind of boring because they don't even care about this fight. So why would we care?
1: Right, Of course. And then, of course, the double standard and horrible, you know, way that. Luanne and Ramona treated oh. Ebony in that scene when I've watched Bethany Frankel scream and yell at Luanne multiple times and she has never once called Bethany, you know, uh, the words that she called Ebony, you know, Ramona certainly has, has had her fights as well and never kind of did that. I think it was really, really gross to watch that sort of thing happen. And it's a yet again, another pattern, of unfortunately minorities joining these all-white casts and being put in places where they have to kind of act as uh, a symbol of their entire race and deal with these microaggressions head-on. And I think it's really unfair to to them.
0: I completely agree. The last 10 minutes of last night's episode was so hard to watch. I can't imagine like having to live through that and like be ebony. I, I Because the thing is, is like, Everything Luann was saying was wrong. And then there's also footage of her to refute all the things that she was trying to say Ebony said. And Ebony's like, that's not what I'm saying. And then, you know, I really have to do a little shout out to Sonia because... I really like that Sonia tried her best to stand up for Ebony and try to get the women to see what she was trying to say, and like you could barely really hear her because I think the women, Luann and Ramona, kind of dismiss Sonia a lot as like a floozy, like not smart, like a ditz. But I don't think Sonia is a ditz at all. I think she needs to like move on from like being a Morgan and like living in the townhouse. But I do think. Like she's really emotionally intelligent and she can pick up on people's feelings and what like the heart and the root of everything is. And so she was just trying to get them to understand and they were completely blowing her off. And it just made me so sad for, for her. And then, of course, for Ebony. I mean, Ebony's taking a social media break, Dave. Did you see it?
1: I did. And I want to take one with her.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like about to do one in solidarity. Yeah,
1: We all should. It really is uh, difficult for her. And uh, she had come into our clubhouse room once and said that the scene where you saw in the trailer of her having a conversation with Ramona and Ramona saying, you know, they were talking about gaslighting. Um, she said that after that scene, she really wanted to leave the show. She was super you know, emotional about the experience. So I imagine that that is kind of part of all of this. And I am really, you know, feeling for her today because I think it's it's really difficult to be in that situation. But you bring up such a good point about Sonia because now I'm thinking back at Scary Island, she was the one who was like, okay, we have to leave Kelly alone right now. Like she's mm-hmm. going through something. here. And she was the one who said that in the space. She was the first person to kind of raise that, white flag I guess
0: yeah and she I mean I just remember these moments with her and Bethany too because I feel like Bethany was able I know Bethany is problematic but I think Bethany was really able to see that in Sonia and there was just so many little moments with her especially when Bethany would talk to Sonia about Tinsley and Sonia was like this is really how I'm feeling and Bethany's like, okay, then you need to learn how to say that because what you're saying to me makes so much sense. But when you say it to them, it like comes out all jumbled up and she gets all flustered. So, I I mean, there is like such a softness to Sonia and I just felt so sad for her that people just are so quick to dismiss her. I,
1: I did too. And I have to say, I mean, this is what starts to frustrate me about the show is that I think that fans have a lot of power. And I talk about this very often when it comes to Sheree. She's like my gold star example. Fans have so much power when it comes to who stays on the show and who goes on the show. That fan like voice being very loud about who they don't want around and who needs to leave and things like that does penetrate the you know, the the producers and the network do hear those things. And with Sheree, if you remember, everybody wanted Sheree back and Sheree came back and then everybody wanted Sheree gone after season 10 because of because she stood by Kim Zolsiak's side. They felt like she was the bone collector and she didn't actually (laughs) bring the bones. And now what are you hearing on social media about Sheree? Every day. Every day. Bring Sheree back. This woman has been fired twice already. You want to bring her back for a third time? Like, I, listen, I love Sheree. I want to see Sheree. But if you bring Sheree back, this audience better shut the fuck up when it comes to Sheree. You leave Sheree alone. You don't talk negatively about her at all. You have to support her because I don't want this poor woman to be canned for a third time. Do you know what I mean? Like.
0: Yes. Uh, I No, I totally agree. Every single day I see a tweet about Sheree. Bring Sheree back. I'm like, uh, okay, but. Like you said, everyone, like, ran her off the show.
1: Right. So we have to be careful as a fandom when we call for people's firings and hirings because there is a bigger picture. And, and you hear me all Tamara. the time. Well, right. Look I at Tamara. I was on the wrong
0: side of history with that one, Dave. I will admit.
1: Uh, I was so mad at you. I was so mad at you. I know. So I was people. like,
0: <laughs> fuck Tamara Judge. And now I'm like oh. – Please bring our queen back to us. Like, also, she was just the perfect housewife. Like, she was so fucking good at her job. And I think that that's what triggers people sometimes is, like, when these women are showing up and doing their job, people get pissed about it. They're, like, they're so mean. They're a potster. I'm, like, that's what we're watching. Like, what are you talking about? I would rather watch Tamara Judge run away from a table in Morea then watch Cynthia Bailey try to like schlep out another like cargo line or eyewear line. Like, I'm so, f- <laughs> I know I talk about this all the time. I'm so sick of the fake businesses as storylines. Like, I want interaction between the women or nothing. Like, I don't care about your launch of your fucking serums. I want real shit.
1: Well, right. I mean, listen, I don't think that there's really been, I think you could probably count on one hand how many real businesses there have been on the Housewives. Everything else is just sponsorship deals. They're just, you know, like even all of the Skinny Girl stuff. It's like Skinny Girl Candy, Skinny Girl Cold Cut, Skinny Girl, right? I mean, like those are all, it's not like- Well, there was Skinny Girl cold cuts and, you know, Skinny Girl jeans. I don't believe that Bethany Frankel is at the butcher. Do you know what I mean? Being no. like, I would like to find the best meat and curate this. My, You know, like, this is my passion project. This is just another, you know, uh, a deal for her to throw the Skinny Girl name on and expand the line. So... As far as that being a real business, I think that a lot of people view real businesses as like doing the work every day, ground up. Tamra Judge is at that goddamn gym every single day, you know, like that's well, a, that's a real ask, business. Like,
0: is the gym still open?
1: It is, yeah. And is they've it actually
0: thriving? Like, what's going on with Cut Fitness? Do you know?
1: I do. They're doing really well. You know, they're making money still throughout the pandemic. Obviously, it was very difficult, but they switched their business model. They uh, brought in a chiropractor office into half of the space so that they were able to stay open as a essential business in that context, and uh, then offer another service to their clients. You know, massage and adjustments and things like that after working out, and they basically turned their business into much more of a boutique fitness experience, but they're still, they're still running and she's doing gangbusters with that CBD line, which again, she built from the ground up in a way that a lot of the other housewives don't, they just kind of slap their name to something. I mean, I think she's been running it for three years now and she just started taking a paycheck. So it's like Tamara's really in it in that way, in a very different way than I think, you know, other businesses that we've seen in the past. I mean, I'm still waiting for my joggers uh, they're coming spring, summer, spring, September. Summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting. Uh, you know, I would love to have some Sheba by Shire. I would love to see Alexis Kator back in the stores, but you know, these are all things that were just done for, you know, the opportunity for these women to capitalize on their fame in some context and make a little side hustle money. Cause God knows the, the money that they get from Bravo isn't strong enough to sustain the lifestyle that they need to therefore show on television every single week.
0: Right. So okay, I have a question. I've heard rumors that Heather DeBro is like being asked back. And I mean, I don't wanna say that I started, you know, I planted that idea in Bravo's head and watch what happens live when they asked me what housewife so I would bring back. Um, but I did say Heather DeBro. So I'm just, you know, I'm just saying um, so do you know anything about that? Have you heard any rumors? Like, do you know if the Debro is going to come back?
1: I've definitely heard you know heard anything those about rumors?
0: OC? What the fuck's going on over
1: there? <laughs> we're going to find out the OC casting in the next, I would say, two weeks. Stop. Um, it's going to be very, very soon. because Two they're, weeks? They're supposed to start filming in July, I heard. Huh. So, um, or end of this month, early July. So I think that we're going to find out pretty soon i've also heard the rumors you know that i tried every single thing i could to find out that answer you know that i practically sent flowers to the heads of evolution to see if they would gossip to me those guys are very tight-lipped nobody has told me anything damn i tried but the one thing that i did talk about with heather because i checked in with her to see you You know what's going on and she said to me that if she returned to the show if she returned to the show, there would probably have to be some casting changes. AKA okay, Polly Dodd, probably. I, I, listen, you can walk down that path again. I'm certainly not.
0: Oh, oh, no. <laughs> but it's okay. I, She's blacked on all platforms.
1: <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I just think that I would love to see Heather back. I uh, was working on a project Last summer and spent a lot of time with her and really was one of those voices saying like, you need to come back. You need to come back. I love her very, very much. I think that she was a great housewife. I still quote, uh, this is low base bullshit all the time (laughs) in the house. Poor, my poor boyfriend Gus has never seen it and he has no idea what I'm talking about, but it always makes me laugh. So I think that she would be a great, Readdition to the cast in a way that might elevate things again from the way that they were when she first joined the show, and I would like to see her surrounded by a lot of women who are at a higher level as well. I want ladies who've got real money and uh, are kind of and showing have like a...
0: real things going on.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that Heather certainly does. You know, obviously. She has a, a child who's a member of the LGBTQ community. And that's been a big thing that she's been talking about a lot on social media. And we still want to see this house. We're all desperate to see this Palisade. I mean, we need to see Chateau Bro. Yeah, Chateau Dubrow. We need to see it. I watched the, the it, it's like three hours on YouTube. If you want to watch the whole. Uh, Dave, <laughs> I've watched it. I've watched it. I've watched it all. <laughs> Do you remember the story about the etched window? Terry absolutely hated the idea. I loved the idea and we got into a huge fight over it. Well, I kind of won this one because we have the etched window. The secret bathrooms.
0: We have a problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I I remember, I think it was about halfway through where I was like, wow, this is really time that I'm never gonna get back in my life. And then I was like, but I'm still like, yes, next video, please. Yeah. Um, I need to see the chandelier they put in the hallway. Like, it really is I need extraordinary. to see the
0: portica chair.
1: Oh, my gosh. And that tree in the basement. I mean, I literally know her house better than I know my own apartment. Like, I can tell you every inch of her house.
0: Now that we talked like a little bit of Roni, a little bit of Orange County, what are your thoughts on Beverly Hills this year? Or have you been watching? Are you enjoying it? Because I personally, I feel revived.
1: Revived is, is exactly, listen, since the pandemic, we can all agree they have not been great. We've been really struggling. Orange County gave us a bad season. Dallas was a terrible season. We all really have been struggling with New York. Atlanta did not deliver. I think Beverly Hills... Is So good. And the reason why is it feels to me that all of those women are showing up. They're all coming to work. They're doing the job. They're giving us moments and storylines. They like each other. They have real friendships there. They care about building bonds with those who are new and in that situation. It just feels to me like there's an energy about Beverly Hills this year that I have not seen in the other offerings i've been given so i was really really revitalized the only exception to the rule is jersey because i think jersey had a phenomenal season as well i
0: completely agree i think well because i don't think in new jersey the pandemic really existed there (laughs) i i don't think in jersey they were affected by covid whatsoever
1: right and they all got covid after filming
0: that's insane
1: because funny? whenever
0: they would go out to restaurants, it was packed. No one had a mask on. Like, no one ever talked about COVID. Like, it wasn't really a part of the show, um, which kind of made me forget about it, which was nice. I liked not being reminded of this pandemic. Uh, but with Real Houses of Beverly Hills, this is how I feel right now. I Wait, sad. before
1: you do that, can I just say, Sam, that yeah. was all very deliberate. They cut out any sort of storylines so. around COVID. Because by the time Jersey hit the air, we had already seen COVID play out through Orange County, you know, and some of the other shows. And I think they realized that the audience and the feedback they were getting from the audience was like, oh, my God, I don't want to live through this again. So it's like we were at a point in the pandemic once Jersey started airing that like. We were getting pandemic fatigue and they think they kind of removed any sort of conversations that were happening around it. You see it in New York as well because they're not addressing the fact that the city is completely dead and they're all out in the Hamptons (laughs) right now because they like who wants to see that? Who wants to have that conversation for the billionth time?
0: No, and I'm really thankful that they they kept that from us. Yeah, I can't. I have read Dave. I've reached a limit with COVID. i reached. (laughs) I'm fatigued. I'm exhausted. I can't talk about it anymore. I like the shaming on social media right now that I've seen of people like shaming people who are vaccinated, who are going out and enjoying their life is like so frustrating to me. But anyways.
1: Yeah. And I'm one of those people who's like, oh. I missed the pandemic. <laughs> I just okay, really I like being inside. I thrived.
0: <laughs> I, was, like, I was built for this life. Like in the beginning during lockdown, my mom is like such a busy bee. Like she likes to go out and like likes to do a bunch of stuff. I was when I because I was living with my mom at the time <laughs> in the beginning of the pandemic. She literally Dave. She looked at me one day and she just goes, you sit a lot. <laughs> I was like. Okay, rude. I was like, this is <laughs> lockdown. Like, wh- I was like, where would you like me to go? What do you want me to do? Sam, you could go for walks. So, like, I did a couple, like, really long walks. But then, like, once, I want to say in the winter, it was, r- I was, like, pretty over it. Because yeah. it was, like, so dark and gloomy and cold and I couldn't go anywhere and I couldn't do anything. It was depressing.
1: I get it. I get it. I mean, listen. You, like, we're on the, the fuck up? <laughs> no. It's just that I just love television so much. I don't want to ever leave it. So, like, there's always going to be sitting in my perspective, no matter what happens. I'm coming back to that couch. Oh, um, and insane. thank we God for the
0: Dubrow's Hills. house tour on YouTube, <laughs> Dave, and that was pre-pandemic. I'm pretty sure it sure
1: was. It okay. Sure was. <laughs> But that brings me back to Beverly Hills. Like they, they are giving me a reason to tune in week after week. Roni felt like a chore. It felt like, ugh, I have to watch Roni. Yes. I am jazzed about Beverly Hills tonight. Like I can't wait to watch. I'm looking forward to it.
0: I look forward to it every week. And I think the thing that I love about this season so far is that there seems to be so many different dynamics. Like. There's Dorit and Garcelle who seem to be friendly. I mean, she did just come out and say that Garcelle seemed inauthentic, which I have so many opinions about that. But, like, on the show, I mean, they seemed cool. But then, you know, Dorit is friends with Kyle and Garcelle isn't that nice, like cool with Kyle. Like, there's just all these different layers and relationships that are going on that just makes it interesting.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And, of course we know that this big thing with erica is about to happen we're so close to kind of watching it all play out and it it gives a certain weight to every single thing that she says in the same way if you're watching below deck sailing yacht this season we know that danny is now pregnant that she had this affair on the boat with J. L. We know on social media that well now she's not pregnant; she's had the baby now. But uh, we know on social media he hasn't been tagging her in any pictures. She hasn't been tagging him in any pictures. We know that the show was taped within the forty-week time <laughs> that she would have gotten pregnant. So it really seems to everyone that like this guy's the father, and he's not addressing this child allegedly. And uh, disgusting. And it makes every episode, every interaction with them so much bigger, right? Because you're watching it being like, oh, my God, she just said that she wants to have a baby and she doesn't know if he's available for that. Oh, wait, he just said that he's ready to step it up. Like, what does this all mean? And I think it's the same thing with Beverly Hills, like every single thing that Erica says about her life you know every pan of the closet every offhanded quiet remark that normally probably would have been cut is now that much heavier it's going to be the same experience the too the
0: pans of the closet <laughs> you're exactly right like knowing that this is coming is so like it just like i'm salivating because we haven't heard really her side of the story so what do you think about erica Jean? <sighs>
1: I, okay, I I tend to have pretty controversial opinions when it comes to the housewives because I Amazing. tend to be the person who uh, is, as I said, a lot more balanced and really kind of tries to go in the opposite direction of a lot of people. Everyone, for example, it's like, Teddy was so boring. Thank God she's off the show. We hate Teddy. And I was like, "Mm, in my perspective, Teddy is the only person who drove drama for the past three seasons. Every single major storyline that we followed for the past three seasons was because of Teddy and the things that she did. And this is somebody who, in my perspective, was like a heavy hitter in a way. Like she... She did the work and I really respect my villains. I really respect the people who are working on the show. I know it's very controversial. I understand. That's how I feel about Erica right now. I know a lot of people think that she's inauthentic. The court of public opinion has deemed her guilty and aware of every single thing that her husband allegedly did. I have, she has not been charged with a single thing publicly. It's all alleged. It's all, well, I mean, it's not even alleged. It's not even alleged by, by a crime. Yeah, her husband certainly is going through something, but she there's nothing against her right now. Everybody is up in arms with the tone deafness of her social media. I don't think it's really her place to say anything in my perspective right now. But it's now. also
0: kind of amazing. <laughs> like, yes, I will talk shit about it. And yes, I do find it really disgusting. But I love it. Like It makes me laugh. It's kind of like Jen Shah right now. I mean, with her, it's not really alleged. <laughs> like, she's being indicted. She's right? being
1: prosecuted. Yeah, she has charges right. against her. It's very different for her to be promoting cameos.
0: People keep, like, trying to make them similar. And I'm like, okay, well, they're really not that similar because Jen Shaw is, like, actually going to a trial. She has a date set. Like, she's charged with something correct <laughs> erica, erica not-
1: we don't know right and none of that has happened do you think
0: and she knew dave what do you think
1: i i'm waiting to hear what she says about it it doesn't seem to me that she knew based on what i've the previews of what i've seen that she said and i have to believe her in that context and i think a lot of people struggle to believe her they've always interpreted her personality as being like um you know Cold and uh strategic and perhaps fake and phony. I think that Erica is somebody who is just built different than everyone else's. And I respect her for the way that she is. I respect her for being somebody who is a little bit more cautious around people and perhaps shy and you know, careful in the words that she says for intentional is I guess the word I would use with her. And I, I respect her for that. And I'm one of those weirdos who just says, listen, listen, Erica could get on that show and she could zip off her entire skin and show you her bones and you would still be at home being like, she's not being transparent, you know, like she's not revealing anything. So like, people, people are me. <laughs> there's literally nothing that she can do that's going to appease you. She is never going to make you happy. If you think that she did it, if you think that she knew, You're never going to hear her if she says, I didn't know. You're going to be like, oh, no, she did it. So if you want to just make up your mind based on what you feel, that's what you interpret and how you feel about her, by all means, go for it. I'm never going to change your perspective. But my perspective is... I tend to think about the fact that if I were ever charged with a crime that I feel like I didn't commit, I would want people to believe me and I would want people to give me the benefit of the doubt. So I'm giving her a big benefit of the doubt right now. The interactions I've had with her in personal life, she's always been super very sweet and kind to me. I don't think that... I, we love to think of our housewives, as I've said this to you before, like stirring a cauldron, you know, behind the scenes being like, I'm going <laughs> to steal from orphans. Like, I just don't think that that's things that people do. I just don't. I, I don't think that she was intentionally doing those things and out to hurt people. And you also forget that she's been making, what, 000, five hundred thousand dollars, probably half a million dollars a year from this show. So like. Her lifestyle has also been funded by her own income for a long time.
0: See, you always bring such a good perspective because I can, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I can see things in like a very black and white way at times. And so I'm just sometimes just like Erica is so cold and calculating. I do think she's like, I don't even want to say she's good on this show because I don't necessarily think that. Yeah, I mean, we might just disagree on this. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fair. By the way, that's fair. I have no I think that <laughs> that's she's good on the the beauty of show. our
0: friendship, Dave, is we're <laughs> able to disagree and we move on.
1: Well, right, because it's not uh, personal, right? It's like I don't dislike Sam and Sam doesn't dislike me. We just have different opinions on it. And listen, right. I get it what you're saying. Maybe Erica isn't good on the show. A lot of people feel like she hasn't brought anything. I've never seen someone like her before i just haven't seen someone like that on TV before. So I find her kind of interesting and fascinating and I, she is funny. And I, I know you have strong feelings about the glam squad. I really do. And I think that I agree with you about a lot of them, especially as we saw last night, but um, on New York, oh, on
0: how they relate.
1: Yeah. But like, um, but I don't know when it comes to Erica, it's like, she was the first to do it. So I'm always kind of like, I think it's give fun. her a
0: little bit more grace with it.
1: I do. I give her a little bit more grace. And by the way, I also will always give her grace right now because I tend to be that weirdo who, when everyone is ganging up on someone, I tend to be like, well, I don't know. I'm always, I guess at the core of my own person, you know, that fat gay kid who kids made fun of in school. Right. So I think of myself a lot, that inner child is still really prevalent. And when I look at any sort of housewife being deemed universally villainized or deemed mm-hmm. as universally like hated, I'm kind of always like, well, maybe they're not as bad as we think they are. And maybe they deserve grace and love. So again, I'm a weirdo.
0: I <laughs> No, you're just a good person, Dave.
1: <laughs> it's that's not true. I mean, I, I I think that I'm just different. It's it's fine.
0: But that's why I love it. It's you. neither
1: good nor bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like you also You bring a really, really good perspective on Kenya that I just think you and I agree on Kenya and I think the people need to hear like your thoughts and opinions on her because I think people are very quick to villainize, which I mean, she kind of puts herself in that role at times, but I just want to know like your opinion on Kenya more.
1: Sure. Um, I. The people want more. I just love people her. people want more, I, Dave. <laughs> I think that Kenya is just an incredible reality star. And I think that she's very smart. She knows her role. She knows what she does. And she delivers. I mean, she can turn a scene on its head in a really unique way, in a way that I don't think a lot of the other women know how to do. The one that really sits with me, I think, is... Real Housewives of Atlanta season eight, I believe it was. And it's the scene where, you know, that was the Kim Field season. A little bit of a duller season. Nothing kind of happening. Nothing kind of moving. And yeah, I it's needed the, that
0: season, really.
1: Yeah, and it's the scene where Sheree comes in. And Sheree comes to the party and it's like the, you, they're just bringing Sheree on the show as a friend again. They're just kind of mix, bringing her into the mix. And you see Kenya see her and they've never really met, right? They didn't cross over on the show at all. And you see Kenya see her and they're like, oh yeah, I know her. And all of a sudden Kenya starts making these jabs about her home and how it's like not done and how it's kind of empty and this and that. And I just, I think that was Kenya being like, oh, I get it. Here's Sheree, a big star of the show's past. I'm going to make something happen here. I have feelings about this woman and I'm not going to hold back.
0: No bitch is going to okay, tell I'm me bitch. to put moldy well, you need and to do around if you to And
1: it completely lit up that more manner versus You're uh,
0: right.
1: Chateau Charest. That was the whole season. The baseboards. Like how fun the was baseboards. that? <laughs> and I just think that like Kenya knows how to turn it up, how to turn it on. And I appreciate that. A lot of people gave her flack this season about Bolo. Personally, I think it was completely fair game. When I, you're on a work trip, I you agree. don't have sex. When you're on a
0: work trip. No, I totally agree. I was like, why is everyone mad that Kenny wants to talk about how a man was in a bedroom with two other housewives? Like, I want everyone to talk about that. And then to try oh, – it gets me didn't even thinking about it. Because she wasn't, like, slut-shaming or anything. She was like, let's talk about the big dick that was in the house. Like, What?
1: Yeah, and listen, everyone does believe that she was slut-shaming, and I'm not going to take away, if a woman feels that she was slut-shaming another woman by that, I'm not going to take away those feelings. In my perspective, Kenya really only seemed to go hard about it once the word got back to her that she was lying, you know, because Portia and it was saying behind the scenes, like, Oh, she's lying. She's just making this up. She's trying to get, and that I think is like a point of contention. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not lying about this. We all know that this happened. And if you don't think for one second that production was thrilled that Kenya was doing that, because what did we say leading into that episode? this season sucks it's so boring nothing has happened there's been no drama kenya makes drama God, all Kenya wants to do is make drama. This sucks. Why won't she leave it alone? It's like, what do you fucking want? So, like, you can't please anybody. And I feel like Kenya did the job. She showed up to work. Whereas Portia this season, in my perspective, ran away from the job. She didn't want anything to do with it. She was really kind of shutting things down. And it makes me very nervous if she comes back next season um, with Or without Fallon. Like, I want Fallon in the mix next season because I want to confront what is going on. And I don't want her to like shut it down and say she doesn't want to talk about it. Because if you don't want to talk about it, get off the show. Like, this is a huge thing that's happening in the public eye. You're engaged to this woman's estranged husband. I don't think they really met
0: on camera, right? They did, but I don't think that was the first time that Portia and Simon had met
1: yeah i i I don't know what's going on shamia was the matchmaker there's so many things i want to know now portia has this dude's name tattooed on her uh his middle name his (laughs) middle name excuse me thank you for clarifying
0: (laughs) you're welcome which made me laugh so hard because i'm like wait a minute (laughs) wait a minute because i was thinking about the person that i'm dating and i'm like i can't imagine getting like timothy on my neck
1: (laughs) (laughs) but what's his middle name
0: that's timothy
1: oh that's his middle name um Yeah, no, I mean, it makes me feel like she's like, if I wanted Simon, she's like, not that Simon. (laughs) I don't want you to think it's that. I don't know. It's it's also just ironic because remember how Dennis had all these ex-girlfriend's names tattooed on him? It's like, Portia, you're doing the same thing. You're literally doing the same thing that you criticized Dennis for doing.
0: It's insane. And I need to watch it play out. Like I need it, and okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Phaedra? Do you think Phaedra should come back? Do you think Phaedra would come back?
1: No, <laughs>
0: okay. I do
1: not think Phaedra should come back, and I do not think Phaedra. Perhaps if they wanted to do a single scene with Phaedra, sure. But in my perspective, Phaedra crossed a moral line that is just kind of gross to me, you know. And you. Uh, are whether or not somebody told this to you, which I think that she's claimed in the past or you made it up or whatever it was, like, I think that you should be smart enough to know not to bring up allegations of somebody allegedly, you know, plotting to rape someone. And that is like gross and disgusting. And I don't think that those two people are ever going to move on from one another. So what's the point? You know, it's like.
0: And nor do I think that, Candy should like that's kind of unforgivable yeah
1: I mean I will say this all the time normalize cutting out toxic people from your life it is okay not to talk to people
0: and I think too being a housewives fan like there are certain people that we should just like leave in the past like I enjoyed Phaedra for what she brought at the time but I don't think her coming back now would make any sense and then there's you know who else am I thinking of right now uh, people are always calling for um, Camille to come back. I don't think yeah. Camille should come back.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that we saw what we needed to see. I feel the same way about Danielle Staub. We saw oh, what we needed to
0: see. I she's don't... terrifying, Dave. She's a terrifying woman. Like, I'm scared of two people in the Bravo universe, and it's Avery Singer and <laughs> Danielle Staub. <laughs>
1: I think they're both good choices, especially like Avery. Avery
0: is going down No, Avery is terrifying. Terrifying. She's a mini Ramona. It's so scary to me. Like the look in her eyes at the, the flashback last night, I was like, <gasps> like it just gave me like mean girl energy. You know what I mean? Like she was at a table full of blondes, like all judging Leah for like wanting to get fucked. And I'm just like, shut up. Shut up. I hate people like that who like, who act all buttoned up, but, like, behind the scenes, it's like, I know you're a freak, but, like, you like to – oh, I just didn't like it. Because I feel like I've been around girls like that. Like, they're very, like, always clutching their pearls at, like, whatever you say. Oh, my God, you know what it reminded me of? What? So in the show Sex and City, when Charlotte gets upset that Samantha's talking about sex, and then Charlotte goes and has lunch with her, like, really waspy friends, and then she starts to talk about sex, and then they get really upset – and she's like, Are you calling me a whore? And then, like, her and me at the end up making up. But, like, that's literally what happened.
1: Yeah. Wow. I mean, Avery has been terrifying since she was a kid. Like, yeah. as a kid, I was like, Ooh. This girl is a lot. She was really remember. She was always like, "Mom, you're the worst." Like she was yes, just like,
0: "Mom, you can't wear that. Mom, that's inappropriate." <laughs> yeah,
1: she was always that way. Um, but we saw the real Avery in my perspective last season during that confessional when she was like, "Stop fucking talking about Elise." I was like, "Oh my god, Avery! Avery. She has strong opinions." Strong, Spirit, opinions.
0: and I, you know, as an opinionated girl myself. Yes, but I just find her to be terrifying. But I I think that's enough talk about Avery Singer. I don't want her to get a hold of this and like do something.
1: But yes, I agree. A lot of the housewives who people advocate to bring back, I don't think need to return. Kim Richards is another person like I I would love to see Kim pop in for a cameo, but I do not see her as a full time housewife ever again. I think that there's some serious things happening in her life that none of us really know about, but we all get the feeling of. And she should focus on taking care of those things.
0: I 100% agree with you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, sometimes a housewife's time is done. Now, that being said, there are a lot of housewives that I do want back. And Heather Dubrow is on that list. So I'm glad that you Who advocated Who else did you
0: bring her. back, Dave? Tell me.
1: Well, this is going to be unpopular right now about what's happening in the press. But <laughs> I think that... We have an incredible cast in The Real Housewives of New Jersey right now. They've given us three solid years um, of great entertainment, but we have been kind of stuck in this three versus three for a bit.
0: I need another one.
1: The only way to fix that,
0: really fix it, to
1: really blow it up, is to bring back Caroline Manso.
0: Yes. I knew you were going to say okay. that. It's very, it's very controversial that opinion, Dave.
1: I know, but let me lay it out for you. Caroline okay. Manso yes. immediately a foil to Teresa Judice, right? So that's going to be, you know, things that they have to deal with, that they have to figure out, that they have to work through. That's going to happen straight down the gate. That goes on. Now, Dolores, really close friends with Caroline off the show, also really close friends with Teresa. So Dolores is now going to be in a place where she has to make a decision as well. There's something needs to happen with Dolores uh, in that sort of fight. She's going to have to figure out where she lines and she could get in trouble, but she could also get involved in a way that people, I think, love to see. We all love a Patterson Dolores. I then love you have, when
0: Dolores emerges. Uh,
1: me too. She's the best. Then you have Jennifer Aiden, who I think would really bug the shit out of Caroline um they could probably fight a lot or consequently maybe caroline as a you know helicopter mom herself might really appreciate and show compassion towards jennifer in a way that we haven't seen that would be really interesting melissa is also going to have to really deal with caroline because if you remember melissa very very close with caroline when she Mm -hmm. was going against Teresa but then Melissa kind of turned her back on everyone when Melissa decided to kind of align herself with Teresa and Melissa really blew up that relationship. Caroline went to bat for Melissa for years. So what is Melissa going to do in this situation? Would Caroline's presence actually bond Melissa and Teresa in a way that we've never really seen? You know, a lot of people feel that that connection isn't as authentic. Um, Would it make them actually stand next to each other on the same side? That would be interesting to see. Margaret, could is she clashing with, with uh, Caroline? Because they have very similar personality types. Or would they get along like a house on fire? And of course, that leaves us with Jackie Goldschneider, who I think uh, would probably really connect with Caroline and be a good friend to Caroline because she doesn't really like Teresa. So that's always going to kind of be a good dynamic. See how it would shift everybody in a really oh. unique way?
0: Absolutely. And it would kind of force people's feet to the fire to really, especially with Melissa, because it's like, Melissa, we all know that you and Teresa, you do not like each other. And no. it's like, I'm <laughs> I'm really ready for Melissa to throw more cheese and like just lose her fucking minds because I could just see it in her eyes, Dave. Like she is so done with this. Like she is so done with like constantly being villainized by her sister-in-law and her husband like... Like barely stood up for her, and it just was so strange to me. So I would really love to see. I agree. I would love to see Caroline back.
1: And but now a lot of people angry about what's going on between her and Dina. She wrote this letter of support for Tommy as he awaits trial uh, against the you know for allegedly hiring a hitman to jump uh, Dina's current husband, David. A lot of people want to know what's going on there, and I think that Caroline would have to talk about it because Teresa would be sure to bring it up. And I want to understand more, you know, why Caroline did that. It feels like such a betrayal, but are we actually looking at it through the through the lens of Caroline being somebody who's very uh, loyal to her family? And I know that sounds crazy because Dina is also her family, but. Dina and, and Caroline haven't had a relationship for years. So maybe it's Caroline making choices to, to let Tommy have, you know, a fair trial, which I don't know. I mean, there's so many layers to it, right? Like I want to figure it out. I want to know what it's all about. I want to see it play out. The only hiccup to this is Caroline will not come back on the show unless they pay her well. So they, if, if I could say anything, if anyone from Bravo is listening right now, find the money. Yeah. Fire seriously. some other housewives. Just cancel Dallas entirely if you want and take that entire budget and put it in and give it to, to Caroline. To Caroline Manso. I just feel like she would it would be such a really good season to watch go down and uh oh I would do anything for it.
0: I completely agree a hundred percent, Dave. I co-sign. Bravo. If you're listening, please bring <laughs> Caroline back. Well, Dave, this was so much fun. Thank you for coming on the pod. I really appreciate all of your perspectives and your point of view. And I just love you.
1: I just love you, too. And can I say, Sam, I'm so goddamn proud of you. I know how difficult it is to launch something like this. I think that you've always stayed true to who you are and to watch you blossom over the years with your incredible account. And now this and continue to grow and lean into this Um I'm just beyond happy for you and I will always be there to support you.
0: Oh, I love you so much. That means so much to me. Where can people follow you?
1: People can give me a follow on social media at nine Daves, N I N E D A V E S. Um, And I'm on Twitter and Instagram and also in clubhouse. So give a follow there. We do a ton of rooms in club Bravo talking all about everything from the Real Housewives to the Below Deck Yachties to the Shaza Sunset. I mean, we cover it all. So come hang out with us.
0: And it's the biggest Bravo Club on Clubhouse.
1: We sure are. It's and it, you know, it's really incredible. The amount of people that I've gotten to connect with is is just beyond my wildest dreams. And you and get we... rest
0: stars like Housewives. I remember House... the one time I couldn't make it and it was Dorinda on.
1: <laughs> it was.
0: I was devastated.
1: Dorinda's stopped by. Ebony has stopped by. Um, we've Tiffany chatted Moon, with Tiffany Margaret. Moon a lot, with Margaret Josephs. Yeah, you remember. All all the ladies. And, and beyond that, we've had some Below Deckers. Kate Chastain pops in all the time, who we adore. So uh, it's a lot of fun. Come hang out.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Dave. Have a good rest of your day.
1: You too, boo-boo.
0: Thank you so much for listening this week and please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at Bravo historian and hot off the mess is a podcast by the dip that's D I P P and be sure to check out their other podcasts. They have a podcast by Christian gray snow called the slut pig podcast a daily pop culture podcast called pop chaser and a TV history podcast called TV watch repeat. So see you next week. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler, I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. What exactly are microplastics? They're small, man-made. They're less than five millimeters long and they're around you every day microplastics are toxic they cunningly seep into water the air the things we eat by contaminating our food chain they make their way to you through vegetables at the supermarket and yes through fruit too they're literally everywhere that's the problem at hand every cigarette butt you see on the ground contains 15,000 strands learn more at undo.org